y'all, it's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guests today are Bart and Nate Nichols, a father-son duo who are our newest Dickey's owners in Frisco, Texas. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. So now, Nate, you spent some time in the U.S. Air Force, and Bart, you are an entrepreneur who's got restaurants and other businesses and things like that. So tell us about yourselves, uh, your respective careers, and how uh, you came to be where you are now. Oh, I did uh, seven years in the Air Force. I was uh, what was called power production. Uh, my main job was deployable power, mobile generators, things like that. Uh, I ended my career with uh, 352nd Sauce, where I did deployable talk power systems, uh, small power tactical grids. Uh, when I got out, I got hired on by Cummins to go there and work. And what I've done for the past four years or so has been uh, more stationary hospital generators, backup power systems like ATSs, up systems. Uh, and about a year ago, I started talking to dad about kind of wanting to phase out of that and get into something else. And we saw this opportunity and kind of jumped into it. So when you're talking about the mobile power, so kind of explain that for people who may, maybe don't understand yeah, what, so, what that is. Yeah, uh, so a lot of times when military specifically, and, and first responders do this a lot as well. In fact, this last year I did disaster response for Cummins for the hurricane that hit New Orleans. Mm -hmm. uh, I went there and spent uh, two weeks there to help get power grids back online, kind of help those hospitals stay, stay on tack, especially with everything that had happened. Uh, but with mobile power, what we do is we take generators from varying sizes, KWYs and, and voltage-wise, and we pack them up on pallets, we ship them to locations. What my job was, was to be the first ones in, set up the power grid for the comms units, uh, for the first aid tents, make sure that those had power, and make sure that the, the basically the, the first footprint was down so that when the rest of the crew would come over, they would already have uh, a small foundation to build from on the outside of that. So that's what I did. I did packing of the generators, running of the power lines. Uh, we did uh, all our own AC units. We would pack those, power those as well. So it was mostly a bunch of, of numbers games, figuring out how much power you need, what equipment you have, what the growth is going to be, fuel you'll need. Uh, so what I do now is is a little less stressful than that for sure. <laughs> right. But uh, it was a great opportunity. I got a lot of great experiences out of it. And I think, uh, I, I honestly, it's been completely invaluable considering the uh, experience under pressure and, and the learning and, and how to adapt and problem solve was, was amazing. Well, and how cool that you're getting to go into those disaster areas and bring that power back. I mean, we all know that. I mean, shoot, we've had a couple of snowpocalypse. We, we felt like it was just once a century kind of thing, and it seems to happen every year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but I mean, we, we had that snowpocalypse about yeah. in 2021, yeah. and I mean, everyone lost power, but you, did you have power? Uh, so I was actually living in Louisiana at the time. Oh. I moved back to Texas about a year ago. Okay. Uh, in Louisiana, it wasn't so bad, but mm. what we do have over there was hurricanes, right? So we do with that every year. Right. Uh, and that's part of the reason Cummins has a, a DRT team, a disaster response team. And I was one of the few techs selected to go back over there. Uh, one for my experience in the area, but also my experience in the military helped me put into that environment because I've been in stuff like that before. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's very, incredibly helpful. That's very cool. Now, Bart, tell, tell us about your journey. All right. Well, I used to do, uh, for many years, uh, high-end home electronics, automation, home automation installation. And uh, from that, I kind of diversified out into doing commercial TV systems for Dish Network and uh, DirecTV, hotels, hospitals, nursing homes, anything that took a large scale, basically their own private cable system on property, uh, apartment complexes, whatever it may be. Uh, from that point, and over the last few years, or starting about six, seven years ago, I could see where t television was going and uh, thought that I should probably take a look at doing something else or, or at least diversify out into another field. That's when I had the opportunity to open my first restaurant. And so it's been up and running for seven years. 
And then we opened our second That's a long time in yeah, restaurants in North kind of, Texas. Yeah. That's doing well. Yeah, so then we opened the second one a couple of years ago, and then uh, we're trying to look at doing a third one. Meanwhile, at this point, uh, I've got that that particular side of the business is all set up and running with a group of people. But then when we came across the Dickies opportunity, that's where Nate was saying earlier, this would be completely separate from what my normal business day is. Uh, Nate said he wanted to change uh, basically industries and kind of a, and go into a different uh, area. So that's when we run across the Dickies opportunity and we decided to go with it. So that's how we wound up here. <laughs> that, that That's quite the journey, doing, yeah. doing all sorts of things. So do you have a smart house then? Uh, <laughs> I have a, how about, I'm not so big into some of the automation stuff, but I have a super good audio system throughout the house. Oh, good, right? Uh, you're you're surround side, no, no Alexa listening to you. Yeah, there's there's a couple around. <laughs> but then you have a power out, and then there's you're just like, oh, then you have to reset all of them. Yeah. But but you can go to Nate for the power out. Yeah, he can fix that. I love that. Like our family, everybody has their job. It's, yeah. Is keep the power going. I'll keep the music going. I like this. This is a great. This is a really good plan. This is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so what drew you to the Air Force? So you get out of high school, and you're like, hey. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I did uh, I did one semester in college. Uh, originally, what I wanted to be was uh, an archaeologist, huge history buff. That was my goal. And Indiana Jones is awesome. Yeah, exactly, right. Thought, no, I mean, obviously, I want, you have to go that way. I mean, 100%. Guaranteed. I was yeah, an anthropology no. minor. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this sounds exactly. awesome. So that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I ended up dropping out and starting working instead. While I was working, I decided, you know, that the best opportunity for me was the military. It would give me a training. It would give me a, a good spot, at least experience-wise. Um, I talked to several family members that had been in the service and everybody said, look, if you can score high enough on the ASVAB, go Air Force every time. So I took the ASVAB, I scored high enough, I went in. And uh, to be honest, I think it, it worked out pretty well for me in, in regards to that. So so why do they say go Air Force? Uh, I think it, it depends really. <laughs> on, you get different different answers depending on who you ask. Uh, a lot of people say you go Air Force, they take better care of you. Uh, Air Force, and I'll say this, is, is very... Uh, career oriented. So you do a lot of job training, you do a lot of job skills, you get to know your career a lot better. Uh, there's other branches, uh, which everybody has the role to play. There are several branches though that focus more on your, your rifle training or your, your armed arms combat, which mm -hmm. is, is definitely needed. Uh, but what I wanted was focus more on career oriented stuff and, and kind of get to know my job better so that I'd better set myself up when I did get out. I, I like that. So, and, and talk to me kind of about being an entrepreneur. You decided like, hey, I want to own my business. I own my own business. Don't want to. Don't want to work for someone else. Well, it's uh, a couple of different things. One is if you kind of go back in my family's history, uh, one side of let's say my father's side of the family, they've, they've always kind of worked for themselves. They've been farmers for years and years. And years. Okay. And then on my mother's side, it's uh, go back to grandfather, great grandfather, great great grandfather. All were self-employed people, and so it just kind of seems to be in our family or in the blood to kind of want to work for yourself. And so that's kind of the direction that we've always gone and tried to set myself up to be successful in, in that way. Uh, and then as I've done it this long, I don't think I could work for anybody else at this point. <laughs> I've just kind of worked myself into a into my thing and that's where I'm gonna stay. <laughs> that's okay, I'm, I'm married to an entrepreneur, right? I understand, <laughs> entrepreneurs are just, they're wired a little differently. Yeah, I, do, I will tell you that uh, because of that, it is, uh, my hours are kind of odd compared to most people. So mm -hmm. I usually start my day about 10, but I'll work till eight at night or nine. So okay. it's kind of a... And so I've got to ask kind of, you, obviously you were, you were doing technology, you were doing these kind mm -hmm. of private cable systems for like, if you're like a better term on my no, part. No, you got um, it. Exactly <laughs> private cable systems. Uh, so doing that and then kind of the jump to restaurants, what, mm -hmm. what inspired that? Well, it was something I'd wanted to do. And then like I say, what had happened is, is I realized that where television was going to go and that that 
the streaming was really going to take over and lose some of the income from the residuals that you get from the program. Mm -hmm. And a restaurant is what I wanted to do for some time, a bar. So it's not just a restaurant. It's really kind of, a, if you married a, uh, say a pizza hut with a Buffalo Wild Wings, it's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> uh, and so we, as we started that up, it seemed to work, the concept worked, uh -huh. and uh, we just rolled with it. No, so do you like to cook at the house? Is that where this came from? Or no. you just said, hey, I want to own a bar? Uh, I want to own a bar. Okay. Uh, and it was really, uh, as you kind of look through restaurants, you, you, either you have to have something super different or concept that really works, you're just food only. And I knew that if you had the bar, there was much more percentage or margin in the alcohol. Sure, so that's the reason why we, we had it added that way. <laughs> And so we run about 50-50, really close, and depending on what it is each month, sometimes it'll go one way or the other, but it's really close in our alcohol to food sales, so we maintain all of the things we're supposed to do. Uh, and so I guess you could say it was just an area that I wanted to go into and had the opportunity and did it. Well, and so the good news is you already understand all about labor and cost and of goods all and all those right. kind of things. So open your dickies, you're like, I got that I part. got part down. Yeah. And, and dickies is so on top, you know, after going through the training, we're finishing up in the next couple of days. They're so on top of uh, all the details that things that I that I understand and thought I was doing a good job on myself, you go, oh, maybe I should do a better job. <laughs> well, we've been doing this for 81 years. Yeah. We might have figured a few things out. Right. So. <laughs> well, that, that's very cool. And that's so Nate, like you, you decided, hey, I want to go into restaurants. Yeah, or was yeah. it, hey, I want to go into business with that? Oh, it was, it was business in general, really. And, and it was more of a the opportunity presented itself and we kind of just jumped at the opportunity really. Uh -huh. uh, I love what I've done for the past 11 years or so. It's a fantastic career field. I've met amazing people. Uh, but at the end of the day, as his dad said, there's there's a certain thing about you doing it for yourself and, right. and you putting in the effort and you reaping the rewards out of that, that, that really resonates. Uh -huh. uh, so I talked to him about it and, and he called me up one day and said, hey, I'm gonna go look at this. Do you wanna come with me? So we went and then after we had talked about it, probably within the two weeks or so, we decided to, to go ahead and, and go through with it. Uh, so I'm making the career change to, to go into this and it would it would be a little more daunting if, if he didn't already have the knowledge and, and everything that he has. So it makes it easier for me I, and I'm aware of that. Uh, so <laughs> You don't have to always blaze your own trail. There, there are other trails that might have been done. Yeah, it helps when somebody clears the way a little bit for sure. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, but I wanted to make a career change and uh, I think, uh, just because I have two little ones myself, uh, to just show them that you can do something like that and, and to be able to have dad to help me do that as well has just been amazing. So this right. is gonna be a whole three generation thing. I really yeah, yeah. That. that'd be the idea, right? Right, I love that. So, so now, I mean, you're, you're, st you're still a young man. And so talk to me kind of about, if you, if you were talking to your kids or someone who was interested in following in your footstep and wanted to go into the service and, and the skills you get in that, talk, talk to me about what you would tell them. I would tell everybody, you know, it's amazing. If, if you wanna to go to college, definitely go to college, get your education, try to find something that, that really speaks to you. Um, it's really tough to find when you're younger. It's, you don't always find your way the first or the second or the third time. It, it does take steps and there's trial and errors. Um, and if the military is something you wanna do, I would encourage somebody, most definitely go for it. Uh, you'll see amazing things, you'll learn amazing things, you'll meet people, you'll learn how to lead people, and you'll learn how to follow, which can be more important than anything sometimes. It's, it's okay to not take that lead, but to, to step back and understand you don't always know everything that's going on and it's okay to let somebody show you. Um, I would encourage them to do it, do your research, see what career field you're into, find out what you need to study to find out what your ASVAB score needs to be, find out what branch best speaks for your personality and what you're desiring to do. Um, it's a it's an incredibly useful tool to have, an incredibly useful option to, to select if you don't think you have anything else going on. Uh, college is amazing, 
you got to pay for college. So I get some people say, hey, I want to go into the military and do it. And they'll pay for your college. It helps out for sure. Absolutely. That, that makes a huge difference for a lot of people. It really does. Now, Bart, kind of similar question for you. You you have this young man right mm-hmm. here following in your footsteps. Right. And so what, what, do you, what do you say to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps and become a successful entrepreneur? Uh, well, there's a couple of things. One, you got to be willing to work a lot of hours. You got to be willing to really put it in. <laughs> Uh, but the, I guess the best thing I would say is that, uh, it takes people and if you're going to grow and that's the reason why it works with Nate is because of course, Bruce is my son, we're family, but his work ethic is, is great. He's smart. He knows how to do what he's going to do. We can work this together. And so that's a big piece. One is we want to work, always try to develop people, but don't be afraid to take a chance or fail. If you, if you go for something and you fail, it's not the end of the world. You'll learn something. There'll be something that comes through that that will help you further down the road. As far as that's it's been my experience, uh, I've wasted money on other things and tried to grow in different areas and do different stuff. Uh, and within the within the businesses that I've owned, and that some worked and some didn't. But uh, when it didn't, you lost a little money. But but you eventually wind up with something that you you progress at. Well, isn't that what they say? I mean, if you're not failing, you're not pushing hard right. enough. Yeah. And you're not getting to the edge. I mean, you know, it's it's one thing to be comfortable, but you know, if, as long as you're failing fast, yes, get, get, it, get it done, <laughs> get, learn your on. lessons, and move on. And that's that's so, for lack of a better way to put it, I've gotten here through trial and error, mm-hmm. and uh, you just got to be willing to try it. If you don't, you're just gonna be stuck where you are. Right. Well, so switching gears just a little bit, I know with your with your current restaurants, your business, you all are giving back to the community. Talk to me about what you're passionate about helping in, in the community. Uh, in the past, we've done two things we focused on. One is we try to find uh, either families in need or if it's going to be a homeless shelter or something that we can help with just direct cash funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we try to, uh, the other side that we try to do is we really like to help with uh, children's sports events, whether it's soccer teams, baseball teams, basketball, uh, and provide a place that they can come and have a lunch, discount it, uh, find a way to support their team. Sometimes we'll do uh, we'll do a direct sponsorship from somewhere or another, but most often it's uh, it's or I would say all the time that we've ever done in the past, it's been some type of uh, children's sports team that we've supported, or uh, family in need, or a homeless shelter, and that's that's two areas we, we try to focus on. Oh, I mean, that, that, those are wonderful. And, and you know, I have to say, people supporting, um, whether it's shelters and things like that, those cash donations really do matter. And, you know, people want to donate clothes and food, and those are wonderful. But those cash donations allow them to stretch their partnerships so yeah. much further because they, they have a, those sort, we, sort of things we, set up. Yeah, you know, we've talked to the shelters in the past. Their, their biggest, believe it or not, so their biggest turn is not food. They, they seem to think they could always find some restaurant or grocery store to make food. Mm-hmm. They, they've expressed that that's not an issue. They've expressed that keeping the electricity bill paid is, is an issue. Uh, yeah, and especially so, here in Texas. Yeah, it's 105 so, outside. Like getting cash goes a long way for them. It so. does. It absolutely does. So kind of looking back on kind of whether it's your military service, your business career, are, are there are there some moments that have kind of, you know, touched your heart or really kind of changed how you did things, whether it was kind of working in disaster areas or supporting families in need? Um, yeah, I think working disaster areas, you kind of, I, it taught me a lot on, on, the resiliency of people, really. Um, sometimes we, we get in this mindset that everybody's fragile or that that, that we're overwhelmed by what's going on. Uh, and you'll always be amazed when you go to an area like that and you see the way that people persevere and how they continue to keep their heads up. And they always find a way. Where there, where there's, there's a will, there's a way. There really is. People always find it. Uh, and it's just a matter of making sure that your mentality is right to get there. 
Um, the other thing that I've learned is even when you're down, it's tough to accept help from people sometimes. It's very difficult. Uh, in the long run, though, it benefits you, and it's okay to do that. It's completely okay. And that's when uh, it comes back to giving the community is we've all been in that spot. But when you're in the position to actually offer that help and to give that helping hand or to teach somebody, hey, it's okay, that's an opportunity that you can't pass up. It's it's going to be will stick with that person, their family, and they'll pass that on. And it's it's a wave effect. It continues to fan out from there. Mm -hmm. uh, and being in disaster zones or uh, deployed locations, whether it was other foreign nations, I've always learned that just the resiliency and the willingness of people to find a way to persevere has always been there. And it's amazing.